This was originally recorded as the Christmas special for one of our other shows, Aboard the Opal Star, but it gave me an idea that would eventually lead to the creation of the show you're listening to now. So, welcome to the first season of Serum Social Adventures. The Holiday Brigade, a Monster of the Week adventure. Episode 1, Santa's Escape. Hi, I'm Jess. My pronouns are she, her. I play on the Ballad of the Seven Dice channel as Glyph the Automata Rogue. It's a horror comedy podcast, heavy on the horror. I also show up here and there on random one-shots on different shows. And today I will be playing Mrs. Stax, the professional. What's up, travelers? I'm Morgan with Mindflayed Mondays. Uh, my pronouns are he, him. You can find me on social medias everywhere except Twitter at Mindflayed Mondays. On Twitter, it is at Mindflayed Mun. I'm the founder of Mindflayed Mondays. It is a website where you can hire professional dungeon masters. I have myself and several of the teams that work with me. So please check us out if you're looking to have somebody run a game for you, whether it's online or you're locally in South Florida. Beyond Pro DMing, I also have stuff that I sell on Amazon. T-shirts, you can check them out. And we have several pro- uh, products on the DMs Guild, which I have created. So please check us out on DMs Guild. Besides that, I run a podcast called Mindfully Monday's Podcast. Surprise, surprise, right? <laughs> We're on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, and a bunch of other places. It is mainly a 5e homebrew campaign. And other than that, I'm just excited to be here. I am playing, his name is Alaric Hawthorne. He is the spell slinger. He is a private PI for the magic world, so... Because, you know, even the magic world needs a private investigator every now and then. Alrighty. Greetings, one and all. It's your favorite, it's your favorite master, master of stupidity. Well, I guess my brand is chaotic stupidity. I'm that lover of all things cephalopod. I'm Mr. Nerdy Brian. I'm Brian. How's it going? You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Nerdy Brian, and I'm on Dungeons and Pop. I run Hastermart, and we're not in Kansas anymore, and... I appear in too many one-shots. And then I'm also a castmate on Four Friends in a TPRPG, and I'm the official graphic artist for Fun Installers. And I do art commissions, and you can make requests on Twitter. You also play Deckard Lazarus on Beyond the Crumbling Veil, another show that we do. Cough, cough, cough. Oh, yep, 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 yep. And... I will be playing Enoch. I'm... Monstrous... Yes. I ride a tiny horse. <laughs> I am Brianna Jean. She, her, I am the DM and producer for Board the Opal Star, a expert Genesis 5e actual play following an unlikely group of friends as they explore the universe, looking for answers and solving mysteries, because some of the biggest mysteries are closer to home than you realize. And then we have Tempest Multi, my southern gothic reality-twisting mystery that hops across a couple different realities, including one that is a Monster of the Week campaign, and season two that is Urban Shadows. And I am also play Victoria McGuire on Beyond the Crumbling Veil, which is a Call of Cthulhu podcast, DM'd by John Bowman. And I am also producer for The Graveyard Tapes, which is an audio drama that is like The Dresden Files, but better. I'm not biased at all, but go listen to it. I love it. It's really good. I also do little TTRPG side quest stories and get to make up just some of the weirdest stuff for lore. But before we dive into the story, let's go over our history questions to see how these monster hunters know each other. 
Oh, I love this. I I love. I got. I got him. I got him. <laughs> do you have some, Brian? Yes, I do. I actually have one for each. Go for it, Mr. Hawthorne. Actually, I would like to start with you. You saved Enoch from another hunter who was prepared to kill him. What happened? How exactly did you save me during this moment? Because Enoch had lost his trusty weapon. I'm just going to say, because normally he has a Tingu mask covering his face. So people don't see the Revenant face. And he had lost it and he scared a crowd. And the hunter was like, oh my god, there's this gargantuan zombie. I gotta stop him. Well, this kind of like leads into one of my questions, but we'll, we'll, we'll come back to mine. I think for a little bit we were... No, it was like rivals, I thought. And it was more of like I was Ooh. hunting you at one point, And I realized that you weren't the monster that you appeared to be. And so I think we were in the same place at the same time. And when this happened, and maybe we were hunting something else. And your mask got knocked off in the fight. I like it. And there happened to be another hunter present. And that hunter assumed you were the real threat. And I was able to... I used my magic, my spells, to kind of create like an illusion to where you were able to get away. And so you disappear in the crowd. And that way the hunter had no idea where you went. Perfect. Yes, that's, I love it. I like that a lot. Okay, Miss Stax, for you, I was reading my, que- my, my questions and I found one that would be really fun. So Enoch is actually immortal. Mm-hmm. Enoch comes from a distant land that was once called Babel. And then a group of demons came and led to the destruction. But sadly, Enoch got... He was cast into Exodus before that happened. Because he was betrayed by everyone to the demons. But for me, I was thinking you should be a very, very distant descendant of Enoch. Now, you see, where Enoch came from with Babel, there was real no different rations. Things were different. So that's why it's a very, he's a very distant ancestor. I don't know about that. (laughs) I'm going very, like, MIB men in black with this. Like, like very no ties, no background, secret agent. I'll have a whole thing I can explain. Would it help if we maybe explained a bit more about our characters as we're deciding this? Yeah, let's explain. Let's explain ourselves a bit. I can go first, unless Enoch, because you're already... No, 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 no. Please take it away. Yes, Mrs. Stax, or Miss Stax, it's fine. As she is known, that is her code name, her only public name, is a member of a group known only as the Sweepers who are known in the magic circles as basically monster catchers rather than monster hunters. Like supernatural pest control? Supernatural pest control, yes. (laughs) It's much more like that. It's much more going into people's homes and handling a problem and making it seem like there was no problem. And she's a very... You maybe couldn't place her age. Maybe she's in her 30s. Maybe she's in her 40s. You're not sure. Just all black, almost casual business suit. Black hair pulled back in a bun. 
And the only real defining feature of her is it's not even shiny. It's like old pewter. It's a pin on her collar that's kind of uh, geometrically almost looks like a top hat and like a broom crossed over each other. I love this so much. Ooh, okay. You know what? So after hearing all that, this actually works a thousand times better. So really describe Enoch. Last time he checked his height, he was maybe about eight feet tall. He weighs 400 pounds. He weighs about 550 pounds when he has his weapon with him. Now, for gear, it's obviously it says huge sword, but the, what it really is is on his right arm, he has tied with these ancient beads with runes on them. It's a tombstone with runes on it. He just punches things with it. Now, he wears a red Tingu mask at all times to cover his face, and he had discovered a, another revenant that was causing mischief. And unbeknownst to him, he didn't know about some certain agents being released, and when the revenant was really getting crazy, he laid the smack down and smashed it down, giving it what he calls the Enoch burial. So you're the Hellboy of, <laughs> of our group. Well, yes, yeah, so Enoch's home, like I said, was Babel, but specifically he was part of what was called the Jade Palace. Yes, I'm combining mythologies with this. <laughs> but Enoch doesn't really remember anything else from his past because he's been alive for so long that he's uh, unfortunately encountered the worst thing ever is that he can't retain anything anymore, really. It has to give him a really big stimulus for him to even remember a name. Because he's just been around for so long. His pure drive is pride. That's his curse. He, he is extremely prideful. Alaric Hawthorne, he is... He was actually a stage magician when he was younger. His family were magicians, but he stumbled into the supernatural world. And then he realized that he actually had the potential for, for magic. Real magic. So he began studying that with some older people who have been doing it for a long time. And he transitioned from, you know, illusions and such to real magic. And he became a PI. And while he does do normal PI work, like, you know, catching people cheating and finding lost puppies and things like that, he also takes on more serious clients in the supernatural world. And that's kind of where he's been for the last several years. Younger guy. Well, not younger. He's, he's probably in his 30s now. Keeps uh, short hair. He does he does keep it dyed like a teal hair and he, but he wears mostly like kind of street clothes. Just every so often he does wear some nice, you know, you know, nice, nice, nice threads with some ties, but generally keeps it casual, but still well, well dressed. I would say for his stuff with you guys, this, these are the questions I'm thinking. All right. Or not, not so much questions. I guess the, how we're connected to history. For Enoch, I would think that, again, like I was saying, we were once kind of like old rivals. Yes. And once I really understood more about who you were beyond what you looked, I realized that you weren't the threat. And I think it turned into a tight friendship. Can you tell us what we once fought over? All right. I actually have a good idea for this. This could actually tie into for Miss Stax as well. It was another revenant. 
But this one was this one is not like how Enoch is. It's given in to its maliciousness, it's lost its task that it was supposed to accomplish, and it's become more like a ghoul, so it was unfortunately eating people. That's bad. That's bad. And then of course that's when, when Enoch first arrived. It's, unfortunately that's what he looks like. Maybe I was investig I got I got called in, right? Like, hey listen, yes. there's some weird where something weird's going on. People are getting eaten. I got called in, and unfortunately, you know, it's like um, when the superheroes first meet up, and they think that the other superhero is the villain, mm-hmm. and it's one of those things where we met up, and you thought, because I, I was casting spells, you thought maybe I was the one causing harm, and I thought you were the one causing harm. We immediately got into it, and after a fight where <clears throat> I won. Um, um, <laughs> no, <laughs> but after, after we had our little thing, we realized that somebody else was killed while we were fighting so we obviously it was neither one of us it was that moment where we just look at each other like oh we messed up yeah and after that we worked together in that situation to deal with the real threat and now you're besties but you will still always the only thing you will ever disagree on is who won that fight who won that yeah, fight yes <laughs> it was me my spells are clearly superior it's not about physical strength you know it's about the strength of mind you know Keep telling yourself that, Hawthorne. Just keep telling yourself that. (laughs) I think for Mrs. Stacks, it's a similar situation. There's this thing where it says a comrade in arms. Because with the sweepers, it just seems right with what he does that perhaps he's worked with the sweepers in past situations. Oh, we've definitely run into each other. Or you've run into the organization. Because we probably showed up to clean up whatever magical mess y'all left. (laughs) <laughs> it may not have been me specifically, but the sweepers are very good at what they do. <laughs> yeah. And I kind of think with the sweepers, most of them don't like me because I kind of do what they do, but they feel like it's like we do it better. But I, th- I think with you and I, because the thing says we face big threats together. So I think you and I have had situations where we've actually worked together to deal. And you realize I'm really not as terrible as a lot of the people in the organization think. I'm not great, but I'm not t- as terrible as they think. You're sloppy, but you're a good person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're just, you're an amateur. Like, you should really join the union. Like, you really should. It, <laughs> we have great benefits. <laughs> but yeah, I had for history that maybe we, you and I personally have worked together in an unofficial capacity. So it's mm. maybe you following your own, following your own leads, and my me following mine from my intel, and we run into each other. And technically, you shouldn't be there because you are not, uh, you're not union. But my skills are useful. But your reputation had preceded you because you're Mister Hawthorne, and I had heard of you, and you proved yourself, and we handled the situation, and it was probably. Let's just say it was something like, um, not Selkies. What are those horses that drown you? Kelpies. Oh, no. Let's just say it was like a Kelpie in a public pool. Oh, man. It was a problem. Yeah. Oh, that's that's bad. Yeah. It's really bad. (laughs) Oh, those things are horrifying. Yep. (laughs) I like that. So, yeah, I think it works. I want to hear what Mistax got for us. 
Well, like I said, you and I have worked unofficially to, we had to catch the Kelpie because they're an endangered species and we had to relocate it. So it was a whole thing. And you and I totally had the moment afterwards where I was like, you're not so bad. <laughs> like, you are good at this. You just don't know me long enough yet. <laughs> I am that Grudging bad. Grudging respect. <laughs> I probably gave you our business card. Like, if you ever want to actually do some work. <laughs> I would have given you my business card, too. And as for Enoch, I mm -hmm. think this is real straightforward. You're on an agency watch list. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. We know who you are. We know what you're about. We've probably known for a long time. And we just kind of keep, keep a little tabs on you. Just just make sure nothing nothing too intrusive. But yeah, we, we, I've read your file. Yeah, may or may not have in that file exactly how to kill you if needed. Maybe. I think the most interesting thing in the file about Enoch is just how in the world does that little tiny horse support him? And how old is the horse? I imagine there are just so many different theories and there are people who actually get in shouting patches over it. Yep. <laughs> they can't figure it out. Yes. So for the context of the game tonight, it is Christmas Eve. And you all have been called in by the last person you ever expected to be called in by Mrs. Stacks. You may be one of the few people that know this person actually exists. You've been called in by someone who introduced themselves as Mrs. Claus. All right, Mrs. Claus. I'm just imagining that call coming through on like a phone that's been disconnected for like 20 years like that's in a cardboard box <laughs> yeah I question do we want like y'all all to be together for some reason when this call comes through or all separate I know what happened we all got Christmas cards and we're told to be at this specific location yeah which just happens to be a closed down Michaels full of Christmas decorations <laughs> yes oh where you God. were picked up by three elves in a sleigh, and there are three of them because they have to stand on top of each other's shoulders to drive the damn thing. I like that. Can I quickly redact my uniform? Go for it. Yes, she is wearing all black. I mean, it does look like a cross between a business suit and maybe like a cleaner's jumpsuit. And the front has two lines of brass buttons. But she does just have her hair back, and she does just have her pin. And you might have the light-up Christmas lights necklace. <laughs> sure, tis the season. Yeah. <laughs> Feeling festive. We all show up at this abandoned Michaels, and we see each other out front, right? Are you guys? Was this was this the Sweepers? Mr. Hawthorne, no, the the Sweepers. We shop at Joanne's. <laughs> <laughs> So this isn't this isn't a, a lovely Christmas card from you? No, no. I stopped sending those out years ago. Yeah, kind of waste of paper. It's signed Mrs. Claus. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Mrs. Claus. I know Mrs. Stacks. I just thought maybe that was a code name for, you know, a coworker of yours. No, we've uh, we've scoured our member list and there is no Mrs. Claus. Enoch. You know anything about this? I thought I was in trouble again. No, you probably are, but 
I mean, who knows? Maybe you're in trouble with uh, the big man up in the North Pole. <laughs> right? Yeah. Claws. Uh, okay. No. Hmm. <laughs> Enoch's actually, no, he's just like someone we think he's just. What did I do? I don't want coal. I really wanted that teddy bear. <laughs> I'll get you the teddy bear. All right. Don't worry. <laughs> And you hear this soft tangling noise, and you all turn around to see this sleigh that is setting down next to you. And you see three of the three elves standing on top of each other. Uh, excuse me, do you mind getting out? We're in a bit of a hurry. Are you... Oh my god, you guys are adorable. <laughs> Thanks! Please get in the sleigh. I look at Mrs. Stax, like, what are you doing? Do you, you mean, you know a lot about things that even I don't know about. Do you know about this? I've seen all sorts of things that could be called elves. I have not seen... These are definitely Christmas elves. <laughs> holiday yeah. elves. And... Mm-hmm. I'm just like... And you were sent by Mrs. Claus? Do you have any, like, moves for this? or? Oh, yeah. I forgot this is a dice game. Yeah. Uh <laughs> 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 just acting... Yeah, I'm going to investigate a mystery to see what sort of creature this is, if I can roll well enough. That's a nine. Okay, hang on. As I try to remind myself what the... Oh, the question is literally what sort of what sort of creature this is. I'm just kind of... I'm going through my Rolodex of supernatural things in my mind. They're closer to gnomes than elves. You notice they do have a sort of a glamour to them feels like story magic to the glamour they're very helpful and they typically answer to someone and ah, they're just very being very friendly and they're also kind of short because stacked on top of each other ah uh, yes I'm kind of leaning to y'all this does appear to be some sort of subset of gnomes they would have someone kind of calling the shots as it were so this might be our Mrs. Claus I'd like to use my third eye and read a bad situation just to make sure we're not stepping into something dangerous here (laughs) (laughs) go for it wow holy shit sorry (laughs) double sixes so right off the bat swearing is acceptable (laughs) I get to hold one I also can see anything invisible with my third eye so, and I guess the questions I would ask, the one I would want to ask is, are there any dangers we haven't noticed? Well, with seeing invisible, you, you see, it looks like reindeer, but there aren't actually reindeer there, but it's probably some part of the spell of how they fly, why they're not actual reindeer attached to it. Did, there's a question mark, but there are no dangers. It's safe. They're just here to pick you up. Yeah, you, Miss Tax, when you're when you're saying all that, you see my eyes light up, and it even looks like a little glow right here on my forehead, or like a third eye would be. And then I turn and I say, uh, "Looks like this magical reindeer that ordinary eyes can't see, but I think we're safe. I don't sense any threats from them or anything around them." Can you please hurry? We don't have a lot of time. We are here to assist, and I'll clamber in. Enoch's already in the sled. He's yeah. already in the sled. He's Filling just, up the whole them. back. Yep, he's just, I love them. 
when you clambered into the sled, you clambered into the back seat, and the back seat fits you perfectly comfortably, and from what everyone else can tell, nothing in the size has changed. It's almost like Enoch shrunk. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. But it's very comfy. Mmm, comfy. I'll let Mrs. Stax get on first, and then I will climb on. Okay, thank you. We don't have a lot of time. This needs to be dealt with quickly, and I guess this is everyone. Okay, this should be fine. And the sleigh just lifts off and lifts up into the air, and... For all you think, wherever you're going, it's gonna take a while to get there unless you're going somewhere in the city, but you just blink. And you're in the North Pole. And it just goes to slant down, you see there are several large buildings near where you're going. That's pretty much the only sign of civilization in this area. There's smoke coming out of chimneys. It looks like it would be very cheery, but it also looks like all the lights are turned off. And hmm. as you sat down in front of a building. As we were flying, are we cold in this letter? Does it keep us warm still somehow? Just curious. It keeps you comfortable. Okay. Hmm. It's a very hospitable magic. I pull on some black leather gloves. Okay. Thank you, small elves, for bringing us here. If you're working for Mrs. Claus, where should we go next? Oh yeah, she's just right in there, and they point to a door, which you can, as you look at the door, you can see there is light coming from behind it. It's got, like, a frosted window pane, and you can see the lights on inside. Alright, well, we will not keep her waiting. Thank you! We should send Enoch in first. If there's any threats, let him handle it first. <laughs> right, Enoch, you got this, right? Big and tough. Oh, please. There's no danger that can defeat me. I mean, there's me. I reach into my jacket and I pull out the lovingly handmade glittery Christmas cards we got, or that I know I got. And I'm like, or we can knock on the door. <laughs> there, there. So I'm going to knock on the door. <laughs> I lean over to Enoch and I'm like, I don't know if you heard, but I was like, except for me, for the for threats that can take you out, you know, it's except for me. <laughs> <laughs> Enoch's just, yeah, yeah, sure, Hawthorne. I'm, I'm gonna, it, so we're going to settle this one day. One, one day. day. Well, you know, I, I the way I remember it, it was already settled when, you know, in that fight. Didn't I put you in a tree? No, I mean, that was part of what happened, but I got out of the tree, and then I put you in a tree. We both agreed. Your magic is... Cheater. Enoch just crumbles and goes to the window looking in. And I'll follow Nick. Mrs. Stacks. So Mrs. Stacks, you're going up and knocking on the door? Well, I'm waiting until they're, like, behind, or, or closer, and then I will knock on the door. Okay, come in, come in. I'll push the door open and after you. We head in. Enoch? Where are the cookies? That's very rude manners, Enoch. Don't walk into someone's home and immediately demand cookies. But... I'm hungry. Cookies would be nice. 
<laughs> Enoch sits immediately on the ground in the lotus position, just waiting for information. I'll behave. <laughs> and you see this, it's a cozy little place. It looks like you walked into someone's living room. Once again, the size accommodates Enoch. <laughs> Some- <laughs> this, 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 I, I love everything about this place. I don't feel big. Story magic has that kind of flexibility to it when needed, especially like you gotta accommodate the guests. It's very cozy. With all the magic here and how it like seems to fit him automatically, can I sense the magic? Can I just feel the magic in this place? Is it like that strong here? I think so. It it's not overwhelming, but you are aware of it, and it just it feels pleasant. Just flows. <sighs> smoothly through here. Feels like Hawthorne in here. <sighs> I'm not even... Hey, listen. I appreciate it. I'm not even this smooth. This magic is... This is good magic. You shouldn't doubt yourself that much, man. You're pretty powerful. You're able to go toe-to-toe with me. <laughs> fair, fair. All right, yeah. All right. Uh... <laughs> what you have not yet noticed is sitting in a plush chair with a little table next to her. Is this woman not as old as you would expect, but right now she looks really tired. Oh, man. This is someone who's just having a bad day, and she looks up and is like, oh, good, there's one, two, three. Okay, that should be enough. Thanks for coming in on such short notice. We've got a bit of a situation here. Does it have to do with all the lights being off in all the other buildings? Uh, yeah, that... that ties into it and she looks to you Mrs. Stax and is like you're a sleeper so are you familiar with some of the containment programs that were created for some of the more powerful beings my customer service like kicks in and I'm just like why yes ma'am of course the sweepers are experts in all manner of containment procedures If I'm understanding correctly, that's why you have summoned us? Yeah. Yeah, I used to be, well, I wasn't a sweeper per se, but I was affiliated with your group a long time ago, and we captured a particularly powerful creature from somewhere, and, well, we had to get creative containing it and rehabilitating it. I'm sure you're all very, very, very familiar with the story of Santa and all the legends that follow around him. Jolly Guy eats cookies, which Enoch seems to really want right now. Goes to people's homes, brings them presents. Goes through their chimneys. You said the magic words with what you've just said. Enoch is in pure investigative business mode right now. You, you just said this being as powerful and that you sweepers are watching him. Well, well, we had him. What you just described of the legend, it was supposed to be a bit of a rehabilitation program and he has been making wonderful progress, but sometimes he slips out of it and normally it's fine, but of course he was somehow able to get out on Christmas Eve. So he's going to go deliver presents or something else? 
I need you all to catch him and put this back on him. And she tosses the Santa hat at your feet. That's a big part of the enchantment. If you get it back on his head, it should get him back. But he's kind of... Downside of story magic is he's reverting into a different form. Not quite what he used to be, but something we don't want him to be. Is Santa also Krampus? Is that like the same person or is are we going to have like a killer Santa Claus on the loose? Is that what you're telling me or is there something I mean, what are we dealing with? You keep saying entity, but it'd be useful to know if we know what type of entity he is. Arthorn, we also have another problem here. They're basically from what they're saying. This thing's more powerful than me. Enoch stands. Well, that's why I'm here, Enoch. I will capture this this imposter. Enoch is number one. Well, number two, but you know we're, we can deal with that later. Mm, you're 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 one point five. I'm number one. <laughs> you're point. Mm, we'll talk about that later. I pick up the hat and I know exactly where y'all's files are numerically in the sweeper <laughs> in the sweeper lineup so I'm just like one and two okay sure uh, one and hey, two. I'm sorry guys Enoch is not dumb it's just this is going against my my drive which is pride and yeah. you're saying that this thing is stronger than me so it's triggering my pride it's really <laughs> funny they were able to bind it with legend and story magic Yes, if this was an earlier kind of iteration of the Sweepers organization, uh, we have moved to much more concrete containment and rehabilitation systems. Um, and just real quick, I want to investigate a mystery again, because I'm not sure I know about this. <laughs> Go for it. I don't know if I know about this one. Oop, that is a seven. So I get one question. This also, I will remind you, she did say that she was part of a group affiliated with the Sweepers, so it could have been a group that is similar. Yeah, I want to ask, what is being concealed here? What is she not telling us? So, you think back to the letter you got, the fact that you had a quick time to get to the location, the fact that everyone seems to be in a hurry... There's a bit of a time crunch. She hasn't mentioned how long or why, but she seems very... that This needs to be done quickly. Also, there's been no mention of how this was able to happen or what the possible implications could be. I'm kind of looking over this hat. All right, thank you, Mrs. Claus. I understand this is a very uh, serious manner, and we will take it seriously, and we will handle it as quickly and efficiently as possible. All right, gentlemen? Well, I mean, I'm still... What kind of entity is this? You know, weaknesses, so we know what works against it, what doesn't work against it. We're trying to bring it down so we can recapture it. You know, if it's immune to certain types of things, I'd like to know what I'm dealing with. That way... Santa doesn't kill somebody, particularly me. Yeah, so 
I'm only one of his most recent handlers. This has been a particularly long rehabilitation process. Uh, not a bad job, except for whenever he slips out or gets out of the hat. In particular, that's how we kind of keep the story going. But he used to, for what I heard, used to be pretty brutal. Now he's more of the trickster type. Hmm. So he used to be Krampus. Looking to cause chaos and mischief and uh, sometimes gets a little resentful of the fact that he has to go and give gifts to all the children. I mean, I'd be resentful too. <laughs> so he's in more Chris Kringle territory. Yeah, so yeah, he went from Krampus to more of like a Loki. <laughs> That's a, that's a pretty good comparison. At least he's not killing people. That's good. Yeah, at least not on purpose. <laughs> he's like, wait, what? Uh, not on purpose. Okay. <laughs> is this just like a normal... You said this is just like a normal costume hat. That's what it seems like. Oh, so it looks like that on the outside when you're holding it. There's definitely magic to it. This is kind of, it feels like maybe the focal point of the story magic. And as a sweeper who's had to do containment and rehabilitation, sometimes like having a key focal point helps mm -hmm. with keeping that going. Okay. So this was, this would have been something that, yes, the entity did consent to, but he's slipped out. Basically, it's like, kid sneaking out the window to go cause mischief and then sneak back in. He just has a really bad time to do it. Alright, so this seems like tracking containment, and then we put this bad boy back on Mr. Claus's head. Speaking of tracking, any idea where it might have went? Any direction you can give us so we know where, we're, where the trail's taken us. So, last time I saw him, and anyone else saw him, he was going towards the toy bit, the toy shed. We've already got most of the gifts packed up in the bag in the sleigh shed, but there's all kinds of other things around there that he's probably maybe going after because it's shining, could be going after because he can use it to make all kinds of, like, confetti bombs and so on and so forth. Like I said, mischief. Improvised weapons. Note it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Alright, let's let's get on this. Alright. Enoch follows behind. Yeah. And she'll explain they got the elves cleared out to somewhere else just in case things get messy, cause he might try and booby trap the whole place with all kinds of like putty and glitter and evacuated the elves. Alright, I think we head into the city, or the village. To the toy shop. We can't really be low-key and sneaky with Enoch with us. Being <laughs> that Enoch is very large. No. So, Enoch, this is actually, so... The minute we get away from the door, Enoch immediately stops. And wants to get the, and gets the, and does like a little motion to get the attention of Miss... Of Miss Stacks and Hawthorne. Yes. Alright, um. I have some reservations. Things do not appear the way 
as we've been told the whole. Picture our story. Her tone does not exactly portray the seriousness of the situation. I think there's more to be had, and I have an idea. I will be the bait. That's the same idea I had. Keep wanting to ask if you want to roll to figure someone out and then realize that's not this game. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, no, I was sitting here the entire time just like, oh, great. Oh, I would love to, but manipulate someone is not exactly what I would like to do. <laughs> I, I'm. Mrs. Stax kind of thinks it over. She's like, it would save time to draw him out rather than to try to find him. And I would agree with what you're saying. You could roll to investigate a mystery that is kind of like figure someone out. Investigate the mystery of what she's not telling you. What's hmm. happened here that we, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. I have actually have a pocket watch, like old timey one, and I check it. I'm like, it does seem we are on a time limit. This does feel very time sensitive was what I was taking from that conversation. It's 10 p.m. here. There's, it's a well-lit area, because it's Christmas town. It's the North Pole. There's magic. But it's on Christmas Eve. I would agree, though, with with Enoch that it didn't feel like she was telling us the whole story. I mean, they bring us up here. They're on a time crunch, and then they just say, catch this thing. We're not going to tell you much about it. It's Santa Claus. He used to be, you know, Krampus, but now he's a jokester. But we're evacuating the elves. <laughs> it seems there is more to this, and we should proceed with caution. And while hunting this, I think it would be wise to see what else we can sort out. See if it's if this is necessary. I mean, what if she's lying? What if she knocked that hat off and is trying to play a game? I don't know. I'm just saying... Enoch taps his Tingu mask nose the minute you say that. <laughs> he he agrees wholeheartedly. My thing is, is she may be on the up and up, or she may there may be more to it. We just got to be careful. With, you know, I, I've dealt with a lot of people with my work that you come in for for me to hire me to do something, and then they end up not being on the up and up like they claim. I'm just from past experiences, you never know what you're dealing with until you're dealing with it so but let's let's go out I like the idea of using Enoch as bait yes this way you can recon plus it might attract Santa feels so weird to say that mm. okay so are we doing recon because if we send Enoch in that's just going to draw the monster out it's just going to be a monster fight <laughs> or are we going to try to sneak in I mean... Oh, I was actually just putting that as a potential option. Enoch's not going to go running off. It's... You're not going to Hulk smash? Okay. Trying to put together a reasonable plan before we do anything. Just because I want to fight the thing isn't... I'm not going to (laughs) force that on my team. (laughs) Appreciate that. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) Would anyone like to roll? Either maybe investigate a mystery, read a bad situation, see what you can piece together from context clues or things that you may know. I rolled a 10 and I will do read a bad situation and 
there we go. I, I take I take what, what y'all are saying into consideration. What are the dangers we haven't noticed? So I kind of look around and I survey this kind of dark Christmas village. There are lots of Christmas lights everywhere and the streets are well lit. So one thing that you would know in your profession as a sweeper is that well, there are all kinds of, like, trickster-type spirits, and some just, you know, create havoc for the lulz. Some create havoc because they're trying to get a point across. I'll say you've probably run across where there were rehabilitation programs where a trickster is being rehabilitated, and then another trickster comes along to mess it up so they can go have fun. It might be on the trickster spirit. It could have been one of the elves. There, there was some reason that that hat came off because that's powerful magic, and this story magic has been working on this entity for almost centuries. And I can feel the magic in this hat. Yes. I'm just like, okay, okay. You may have a point. It may be that another entity has entered this containment area. Because tricksters do like to cause trouble together. That's a good point. But we do need to proceed. I agree. We're not going to find answers until we find the Santa. Also, smell this this hat. (laughs) I will smell the hat. What does it smell like? It smells like joy. Christmas. (laughs) Just think of just the happiest smell that you know, and that's what that hat smells like. You kind of want to put it on. You feel like you probably shouldn't, but you kind of want to put it on. I want to investigate a mystery. I want to. I want to investigate mystery of this hat. Ooh. Go for it. So, what are the other questions you want to ask the oh. Stacks house? Yeah, yeah. Well, we already know where it is because we. Uh, she told us where it is. We already know it's a threat. Maybe what's most vulnerable to me? Like, if I know it's a trickster spirit of some sort, and I've dealt with those, maybe I know some of their vulnerabilities? While trickster spirits may love setting up all kinds of silly and, to varying degrees, obvious traps, they come up with really clever traps, but sometimes... They'll fall for really obvious ones. They're kind of, and also they could be like magpies. They like to collect shinies. Would you imagine in the place where all of the toys are wrapped, there's a lot of shiny in there. A lot of sharp things too, but a lot of shiny things. These are trickster spirits. This place could be outrageously booby trapped, um, but we may be able to distract them with basically anything shiny or interesting or novel. Enoch, smell this hat. Well, I'm studying the hat. I'm studying the hat. (laughs) I rolled a seven plus one for sharp, so eight. Okay, on a seven to nine, hold one. Okay, I get to ask one, but I do, because I am also, with my spell slinger, I am a uh, forensic divination, which when I have a successful investigate mystery, I may ask what magic was done here. So I don't know if if I can specify, like, I'm trying to see what might have caused the hat to come off of him or how, you know, what what magic was done here. In that sense, if I can, if not, whatever you want to tell me on that, obviously. But the other question would would be, what can the hat do? So answering the easier one first, the hat 
finds its way into the persona of Santa Claus. <laughs> I'm looking at Enoch right now. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's powerful magic, so it might even work on Enoch. Enoch's smelling the hat. But also, it's difficult to take it off. I'll lean in and whisper to Mrs. Stacks. If we end up having to kill Santa, we can just put this on Enoch and Santa will still exist. (laughs) Oh, great. Then Santa will have a tombstone on his arm and a tiny (laughs) horse. Just like the stories. (laughs) Just like the classic... Classic Christmas stories that everyone knows. Horse, reindeer. Enoch just slowly leads down to you guys and goes, I'll be the greatest Santa ever. (laughs) And imagine all the cookies you'd get, Enoch. All the kids leaving cookies out. You're set, man. Infinite cookies. (laughs) Oh, I I was also thinking that um, then I would get to be married to that lady. (laughs) (laughs) Not sure. She's not actually married to him. She's she's filling the role and serving as his hand. Enoch can dream. Let Enoch dream. Let him live in that fantasy. You know, this is like that moment where, like, where they tell, or or he's like, I'm going to tell Olaf that he he's going to melt in the sun. You know, the summer song. Don't tell. I'm going to tell him. Don't tell him. Don't tell him. Don't tell him. Let him live. (laughs) As for the what magic was done here. I'm just like looking for residue magic, like something on it that might have, you know, broke it kind of thing. There might have been a loophole somehow in the spell. Alright. And it took a while to build that loophole in or give this being the ability to exploit that loophole, but so the magic is still technically intact. Just found a loophole perhaps in one of the stories. Because You'll remember there's a movie franchise where Santa is not Santa anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, with Tim Allen, right? So, <laughs> yeah. Some that one? And apparently there's a new one where I he's retiring, and I'm like, it, it, what? Yeah. Yeah, so, somehow, the existence of those stories allowed this entity a loophole. How he became aware of that loophole is a different question entirely. But gave him a loophole. Hollywood's been uh, making so many trash Christmas movies. <laughs> <sighs> there are some good ones, but yeah. Looking at the hat, I was to say, so um, there's a good chance that somebody might have helped manipulate this or Santa Spirit found something. Looking at the way this was undone, there seems to be some type of loophole in the magic that allowed him to break free of it. But this hat is a very powerful hat, and it's very hard to free yourself from it once it's on your head. So either either he got really lucky finding the loophole, or somebody pointed him in the right direction. Well, well, we know exactly where he should be. We should head in and be aware of traps. Yeah, and potentially a more dangerous trickster. Potentially. All right. Let's step into the... You said it was a toy shed or toy store? <laughs> or a toy shop, I mean. There's a variety of buildings. The one she pointed you towards was the 
She said toy shed, but it's where they wrap all the presents and then put them in the bag that goes in the sleigh. Which the presents have been moved into the bag already and it's in the sleigh shed, but the toy shed is where they would have all the leftover wrapping materials in. Because no matter how good of a wrapper you are, there's always a crap ton of extra paper and like bits of ribbon and tape everywhere. Alright, let's check it out. I mean, do we want to investigate the door to see if it's booby-trapped? We can. <laughs> I feel like that'd be the first thing I would do. Let me trap this door. <laughs> so, so they open it, get wrapped up in... Let's read a bad situation. Yeah, there you go. Does Enoch want to roll anything to see if he figures any pieces out? Oh, yes. There's still something just not sitting right with Enoch. So, I want to just generally read a bad situation. Where'd those elves go that led us here? Oh, the sleigh's probably gone. Just poof. Magic. They took the sleigh back to the shed and then locked the door. Well, in general, it's... I rolled an 11. For reading a bad situation... Hold three. Oh, boy. What's the biggest threat around us at the moment? Outside the workshop or wrapping shop? And maybe around the buildings we're in, too. You know, just the buildings we're walking by in general. So Enoch's trying to see the traps, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, pretty big threat is you have a trickster, possibly a minor trickster deity that's been in rehabilitation for the past couple hundred years, in a place where there's a lot of, like, ribbon and string and sharp objects. Okay. And then there's also, if someone orchestrated this, that could also be something to worry about. But you don't know for sure what the play is here. Here's the best one, then. What's my best way in? To the toy shed? Mm-hmm. There's a giant double door where they back the sleigh up to it to help with loading the presents into the bag. Oh, okay, so the offloading, so the... The loading dock. Yeah. Okay. So Enoch's heading towards the loading dock. And the last one. Because Enoch is now thinking of Miss Stax and Hawthorne as the victims. As potential victims. What's the best way to protect the victims? That's sweet. <laughs> Dive in front of the traps. <laughs> I was going to say set off all of the traps before <laughs> they can get to them. That or... Maybe wandering into the place where a trickster deity's been hiding out for the for an undetermined amount of time that is full of all kinds of shiny things and sharp things is not the best idea. Alright. Enoch's gonna stand in front of the loading dock. Is there or a, a support pillar or anything close by? It's probably one shaped like a candy cane. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the door frame. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, that'll work. Enoch will look back and go, There's absolutely no way I am allowing you two into that workshop. We're not playing by their rules. And Enoch turns and punches it. Rolled to kick some ass. <laughs> Gladly, because I have my move Unholy Strength. Which allows me to roll my plus weird instead of plus tough, so that gives me a plus three nice. to my roll. There you go. 
That hole is a good word for it. Okay, so that's 8 plus 3, so that is an 11. Ooh. Okay. So you inflict harm, and you can either gain the advantage, pl take plus 1 going forward, or give plus 1 forward to another hunter. You inflict terrible harm, you suffer less harm, or you force them where you want them. Oh, I think you guys might guess. I want to force them where I want them. Trying to force the door frame or the person you're trying to lure out? Lure out. So you're basically just punching the doors off their hinges completely. <laughs> yeah, it's just flying into the workshop, just... Lucy, I'm home. <laughs> I love that Enoch's like, I'm not going to let you guys go in there. We're not playing by their rules. And we have enough time just to kind of look at it. Like, what's he talking about? And then like, boom. <laughs> boom. <laughs> This is my game. You send the doors flying into the square shop and you wreck several of the tables and still and send like little clouds of wrapping paper scraps and so much glitter. So <laughs> much glitter. Oh, thank God. I did not want to get glitter bombed. And <laughs> uh, there's still time. Because one of the doors smacks into this large, dark, hulking shape that's kind of shadowy. And it just turns around and looks at you. It's just staring at you. Straight at you, Enoch. What do you do? Oh. Enoch just shouts back to Miss Stax and Hawthorne. I'm gonna need you two to give me a little room to work. Come on, big boy. Let's dance. You never question that sentence. <laughs> there are sentences you question. That is never one of them. I think as I see Enoch going in, I'm going to attempt to use magic. I want to try to trap this person, like hold them with ma with magic. Ooh, love it. Okay. Give me the roll. All right. And that's my good stuff is the magic. So let's see here. Right. Magic is roll weird. I don't have a plus three, I have a plus two with my weird. All right. Five, six, seven, and then eight, nine. Nine. On seven to nine, it works imperfectly. Choose your effect and a glitch. So the keeper will decide what effect the glitch has. All right. Let me look at the glitches here and the effects. I wanted the, the trap, the person wanted to hold them. And I think... I would like for the, the effect to either be a short duration or like it's weakened. Like it's not like a full on, I you know, it's a f powerful entity. So I'm dealing with something that's probably far more powerful in magic than myself. So I'm trying to hold it and maybe it's not as strong as I would like it to be. What does this magic look like as you're attempting to bind this creature to a surface to like hold them still? Alaric is a showman still from his magic days, and he also likes irony. So what shoots out from his hands is magical wrapping paper and <laughs> ribbons, and they just like... <sighs> Maybe it's actually the wrapping paper and the ribbons in the room that wrap around him. Or this entity. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like that. <laughs> and he gets covered in tinsel. Because <laughs> there's always tinsel. And a glitter bomb goes off on him. Poof! <laughs> yes, I love it. There's just this 
In response as the glitter goes <laughs> off in his face. Enoch just gives you a massive thumbs up as he just continues going towards it. Hawthorne, you're the best. You can still see it's wiggling and fighting against it, but it's it. you'll hold it in place for a while, but and tinsel and ribbon and wrapping paper and lots and lots of packing tape can only hold it for so long, and they were kind of low on packing tape, so. <laughs> I wish it was duct tape. It would have been better. <laughs> I imagine Enoch just busts in, and then... Hawthorne comes behind him with his magic and it's all the swirling ribbons. I come behind Hawthorne. I pull out a gun. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I like how you just said that. I pull out a gun. I pull out a gun. It's a solid black. I don't know anything about guns. Nine millimeter. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Nine millimeter. That is a kind of gun. And it's a solid one. So it's a gun. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I pull out the gun and I like to think because the sweepers are mainly catch and release that any bullets I have might be tranquilizer bullets specifically that makes sense so I kind of immediate kind of to the side of them where I have a, a bead on this creature and I want to try to get some rounds of tranquilizer into it I'm sure these are a wonderful concoction of, like, magical herbs and all sorts of neat stuff, so. Yeah, all ki- all kinds of herbs and runes and maybe a couple blessings. You got a variety, because, like, if one bolt doesn't work, the next bolt might. Yeah, try the next one. My one question before you do this is, when you said you first said you come up behind me and you like do this, are you like doing this over my shoulder or are you moving off to the side? I didn't know if I'm about to have a loud ringing in my ear. Oh, no, no, no. I'm going off to the side. I'm I'm kind of to the side. I picture that you step out on the other side of Enoch. Yes. (laughs) Delta formation. Who has the hat? Uh, You do. No, I thought you did. Oh, I I currently do. You were smelling it. I just kind of pictured that Hawthorne had been holding the hat when he was asking Enoch to smell it, but I feel like it probably got handed back to you. That's what I was thinking. To have Hawthorne's. It makes sense that you would have it. Yeah, I have it. But yeah, I want to roll to kick some ass to try to shoot this thing. It's a large target, so hopefully I can do it. Ooh, not great. I will give you a plus one because it is large and it is currently kind of at least for now, almost kind of taped to the floor. It's yeah. partially taped to the floor. Well, that bumps me to a seven, so oh. <laughs> thank Ooh. you. Ooh. <laughs> so we're about to trade blows. Now, you guys can see Hawthorne's sweating as that magic's just barely holding. <laughs> How much harm does your bullets do? That is two harm. They are also tranquilants. Okay. I have an idea. What if... So you do the harm, and then we have you roll to use magic to see if the tranq part works. We can do that. Because you are able to get the rounds into it, and it's just... It's not happy. That's a weird roll. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, plus weird. Okay, okay, pretty good, pretty good. 
Nothing weird, but that's still a nine. Okay, so... You are subduing it. It's a shadowy figure, but it does have some form definition. It has, like, eyes, a bit of a face, and you see its eyes start drooping. It's not fighting as hard as it starts to nod off. But what do you want your glitch to be? What? <laughs> oh, so for the glitches, the effect is weakened. It's a short duration. You take one harm ignoring armor. The magic draws immediate unwelcome attention, or it has a problematic side effect. Okay. I think because I knew this was a winter trickster kind of being, what's the opposite of that? So the summer. So the kind of spell and the kind of thing, it's it's kind of like a summery kind of vibe from the tranquilizer. And I think just when I shoot that off, it's almost like the bead of sunlight and it goes and hits it and it it works and it kind of subdues it but that creature knows exactly that I did that yeah probably has advantage <laughs> on me its attention immediately snaps towards you even though well he's just having a bad time right now he's not having a good day because he got a door kicked into him, he got tied down with ribbon and tinsel, and now he just got shot. So he it turns and glares at you, and as it's starting to nod off, you see this flash of silver as it throws, like, a broken pair of scissors at you, and it slices your arm. Ow! Slice. Ow. So you, you take one point of harm. Okay. Ouch. Yeah. Stax, she doesn't yell, but she does kind of, like, like hiss uh, when it hits her. I mean, it didn't hit anything important, but ow. No, ow? Those are, uh, those are, like, paper shears, like, the, the expensive ones. <laughs> They're very large. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like the, the like, the big, like, big scissors. Yeah. Because yeah. you gotta use them to curl the, the ribbon. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and I'm just like, okay, my rounds should be able to subdue it. We need to get the hat to it. Enoch, he walks over to it. And this is how I'm thinking, because Enoch was going to hold his hand up for the hat. But he, now he's really pissed because one of his teammates just got hurt. So he calmly taps the creature's shoulder to make it turn to him. And then he, he just remembers, don't kill it, don't kill it, don't kill it, don't kill it, don't kill it. And he just goes... Grit your teeth. He's gonna punch it in the face. Roll to kick some ass. Oh god. Mm, don't kill it, don't kill it, don't kill it, don't kill it, don't kill it. Oh no! I got a 10, so plus 3, that's 13. Uh, mm, okay, so... Can I just emphasize that I want this to be non-lethal damage? <laughs> I don't want to kill it. Pick an enhanced effect, you completely hold the advantage, you suffer no harm, all your attack inflicts double damage, or your attack drives the enemy away. I want to hold the advantage. Okay. So basically the idea is, I'm going to make it, it, as it turns, it gets, not the tombstone fist, but my normal fist in its face, and then I'm going to put it in a headlock and go, Miss Stax, the hat please. 
Oh, you punch it, it just like, it just goes absolutely limp. It is unconscious. <laughs> okay, good. Whew. I am running over and I'm like, impressive work, Enoch. And I'm also pulling out a flashlight so we can kind of see this thing's head, face, area. If we put the hat on, I think I would say, are we sure this is the right thing? That's exactly what I'm checking. Would you like to roll to investigate a mystery? Yeah. I have a weird question. Does this creature feel cold? Like, is he unnaturally cold or anything? Not particularly. Okay, so that answers actually this that does answer a big question to me because I had a I have a sneaking suspicion about I'm just gonna say it out loud. Enoch's gonna go. Is anyone else thinking that winter trickster Jack Frost? It's not specifically winter. Well, I'm just thinking just in the minds of who would want to be helping out in this area. Ah, oh, good point. Enoch's just like, could we be dealing with like a Jack Frost situation? Like some kind of sprite. And I hear that. And I'm just like, well, there could be more than one. And I'm checking with my flashlight and I got an eight. So I want to see what sort of creature is it? While she's looking, I just say to Enoch, I saw that movie. Jack Frost is actually a really nice guy. He joined joined the Guardians (laughs) in the end. (laughs) Hawthorne, I I told you we got us... I, I know we have our Christmas movie nights, but not everything equates to a Christmas movie. <laughs> the book was better. <laughs> so for what sort of creature is it? You can tell it's definitely old. This is a creature that's been around for a while. Its nature of itself has probably changed over the centuries. That sometimes happens. Does feel trickster. You haven't seen anything exactly like this before, but it does... You are seeing some of the hallmarks of, like, older trickster spirits. Okay. But I'm standing there with the hat, and I'm just like... This was too easy. Where are the traps? Where... Something falls over and sets off a small um, glitter bomb. (laughs) (laughs) Enoch just slowly turns to stacks. You just had to say that. Enoch is now half covered in glitter. <laughs> just half. <laughs> While Mrs. Stax is investigating and, and setting off glitter bombs, I would like to try to heal her with magic. Okay. So. Better roll. Let's see here. That would be a six. I was just under. So. Uh, now. I have a special thing. I have a special thing where, let's see here. It could have been worse. So uh, I can choose one of the following options instead of losing control of magic. It just fizzles out or the effect happens, but you trigger all the listed glitches, but one. (laughs) Oh, (sighs) I kind of want to make it work, but that's, that this feels like a lot of bad things happening. (laughs) Maybe there's so much magic here. <laughs> like there's, there's a lot of like story magic and trickster magic. I, I think it'll just fizzle I out. I mean, it is up to you. <laughs> I think it'll just fizzle out. It just would have been so funny. It would have been so funny. I was, I was really like, I don't know, but just like you, can, it's like it heals up, 
and then it opens back up again. <laughs> <laughs> you just look at it, just vroom, and you vroom. look at your arm, and you are now bleeding. <laughs> right. Thank you for trying, Hawthorne. I have a full med kit. I thank you. I'm a field medic. I remember you snapped your ankle. I I put a splint on. This is nothing. It's fine. I'm just and also, I've also been very quickly like taking pictures of whatever this thing is for uh, sweeper documentation. But I'm just hesitant, and I'll say this: this hat turns the wearer into the Mr. Claus, the the main character of the story magic. If is this the trickster? Wait, you're right. What if he was? Using the one that helped him to get the hat off. What if Enoch just like lifts it up a little bit and just like by the scruff of its neck and he's just. What if this was just the trickster that helped him escape? Let's just tie him up. What if this one wanted to become Santa? Maybe that was its plan. That's an even better point, Hawthorne. I. I agree with both of you. Let's not put the hat on him. Why would you want to become enslaved into having to serve children and be jolly old? Some people like to be worshipped. Some people are giving, I guess. What if their power is able to taint the hat? Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm thinking way too outside the box Making here, but what analyze, if he's able to corrupt it? Analyze the motives of Santa. <laughs> <laughs> there are roles that you can, your characters can do to uh, investigate this mystery. I know one of you has rolled, the other two have not yet. Okay, let's keep rolling. Okay, so this is actually really risky, but I'm going to try. I have no charm, but screw it, I'm going for it. I want to try to wake him up and manipulate no. wait, him. Wait, wait, wait. Before you do that, wait, 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 wait. I'll wait. <laughs> I'll wait. No, no, no. I'll wait. I'll wait. You read a bad situation, right? Yeah, I investigated a mystery. You could try to read a bad situation. Well, I, I, well what questions did you ask again, though? I asked what sort of creature it was, because I only got one. Older trickster spirit. Yeah, so it's definitely a trickster. All right. Let's see here. Yeah, I'm going to try to investigate a mystery as well. Let's see, if I do the read the bad situation, I get the third eye. <laughs> yeah, but are the questions helpful? Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm trying to think here. Yeah, I'm going to investigate a mystery. That's much better. That is going to be an eight on the dice, but I have a plus one, so nine. All right, on a seven to nine, hold one. You get one question. <laughs> All right. And you asked what sort of creature it was. What is being concealed here in regards to, you know, this creature? It's it's subtle. But you catch something a little like what Mrs. Stacks caught and that its nature's changed over time. But that's like that sometimes happens with older entities. But as you're looking at it with some of the supernatural beings you've been around just in your job, it wasn't changing away from a trickster. The trickster was rubbing off on it. Okay. So I get the sense that this thing was turning into it because it was being, something was rubbing off on it, right? It wasn't always a quote-unquote trickster spirit, but it is turning into one. Which I will remind you, 
Mrs. Claus did say he used say that he used to be very different and has become more of a trickster spirit, but I'm getting the sense that this is not our guy. That's what I'm picking up from what you're saying. Still unclear. Yeah, it's it's not clear, but I'm not positive this is our guy. Oh, I do get to ask one other question too, because of the uh, the forensic divination. What magic was done here with this guy? I love this question. This is why I'm a PI, by the way. <laughs> I took all like <laughs> took all the investigative stuff. It recently encountered something that kind of amped up the trickster part of its being. That's what led it to cause this chaos, but something caused it to become more chaotic. Somewhat recently, within the past day. So this might be our guy, but something else did it. And I would share that with you guys. It's, it's hard to tell. Something rubbed off on it. It's making it more trickster-like. This thing. And... I don't know. It just feels feels weird. feels like something is doing this. We could try to, you know, secure secure it and take it back to Mrs. Law to see if this is our, our guy. She could confirm. Okay, this might also be bending the rules, but my playbook has deal with the agency? Can I make a phone call? <laughs> oh, I'm sure you have special phones that ignore the North Pole. (laughs) So outside of character, I've just been going over all my notes. I'm 100% positive that this is our guy. Yeah. But I think the best idea is to go back to Mrs. Claus. Yeah. I was going to call in and basically do in a favor and get some, like, deep info that maybe I wouldn't have had access to with my clearance level to see if they have any record of what this thing should be. <laughs> Just to kind of confirm, is this our guy? But we are at the Magical North Pole, and my phone might not actually work. My question for you, if you do get a hold of them, is find out what we know about Mrs. Claus, too. Yeah. Because she said she was relatively new to the job. And whatever's causing this is relatively new. Relatively new in that she hasn't been his handler the whole time he's been in this treatment facility. She could have been doing this for decades. Yeah. You know, just checking off all the boxes. She looked very bored with this danger. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) More annoying. I'm checking my phone to see if I have any signal. But I do say... I do agree taking him back to Mrs. Claus may be the quickest way to get a resolution, and I probably won't get any signal until we are outside. Just give me a 2d6 to see if you get any signal on the North Pole. Oh, seven? One bar. (laughs) You have enough you might be able to send a message. No guarantees on how long it will take to actually send the message or get a response, but yeah, phone call ain't happening. Okay, okay. Enoch, can you... Of course you can move this this being. Mm-hmm. Enoch actually kind of freezes stiff for a second. He just thinks for a second and goes, Too easy. Mrs. Claus. Very bored. Sometimes the answer is right in front of you. 
Are we even sure that that's really Mrs. Claus? Damn, I thought my other players were paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> I picked up what you were laying down, so I'm good. Well, until 45 minutes ago, uh, the Sweepers only had a 63% confirmation that Santa Claus was real. Possibly. So, who can say? <laughs> Let's proceed with caution. Before you pick this thing up, um, I'd like to try to, now that it's unconscious, use my magic to tightly secure this thing. Now that it's not struggling. That way, at least if it does wake up while we're carrying it, it can't just right away break off or run away. Okay. Go for it. All right. Come on. Daddy, you need a new pair of shoes. All right. <laughs> that will be a 13 with my bonuses. So plus two. Gotta love it. Okay. It works without issues. Heck yeah. You just see the wrapping paper just and, and the ribbons get real tight and then more shoot from the shop and just wrap around it even tighter. And since he's a shadowy being, he's kind of starting like more and more like a tube of wrapping paper. Yeah. <laughs> yes. With the little with his little face peeking peeking out like you have it wrapped around like the arms and the legs and Enoch has it by the scruff. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best. This weird shadowy trickster Santa thingy is starting to look really creepy and also kind of cute. <laughs> like, weirdly cute. All right. We'll bring it to Mrs. Claus wrapped up in a nice and neat package for her. <laughs> I'll be perfectly honest with you. If, if he doesn't want to go back, I'll, I'll keep him. I love him. <laughs> He's adorable. <laughs> yes, you can't just... You know what? We'll talk about that later. Uh, we have a Christmas delivery to make. Enoch's just thinking back. Oh, God, I hope they don't confiscate my creatures. <laughs> <laughs> don't take my new friend. <laughs> you have, like, a bunch of squirrels, don't you? <laughs> um, who said, who said Enoch let that Kelpie stay in the pool? Yeah. <laughs> You got a pool that the Kelpie now lives in. <laughs> it lives in his bathtub. You're the monstrous version of what's his name from um, from the the newer Harry Potter stuff with the uh, Fantastical Beasts. Gosh. Yep. <laughs> yes. Newt Scamander. Yes, Newt Scamander. <laughs> yeah. You're Newt. The sweepers just let you keep them because it's good for you to have a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> they make sure it's they're not they're not too dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> they have people in your house to make sure that they don't get out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Enoch. Why is there a dragon here? <laughs> He's adorable. You let me keep he him. He was hungry. <laughs> Just look at that face. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, oh, okay. This is a good plan. But I'm still going to be paranoid and still keep an eye out. And I would actually like to do one last read a bad situation. I was just going to say we should read a bad okay. situation as we're leaving. <laughs> And the lucky street finally ended. That's only a four. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything. This is fine. <laughs> this is fine. Fire burning behind us. I mean, your friend is carrying something that just smells like absolute joy and happiness and everything you ever wanted in life. How could everything not be fine? Oh, and you wonder why I'm so paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
we take him back up the street towards Mrs. Claus's house. Should we do a yep. caroling song while we're doing it? <laughs> oh my goodness. Up to y'all. <laughs> what song are y'all singing? <laughs> Just singing Here Comes Santa Claus? <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> yes. Actually, wait, I, Enoch is singing a very special song. It's just one foot in front of the other. Not too much of that song, otherwise I'll get in trouble yeah, with somebody. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. So y'all walk through. It's it's starting to snow a little bit. It's very light snow. It's still not particularly cold because this entire place is just very hospitable and Christmassy, and it's delightful. As you are dragging this weird shadowy entity that is making weird noises as it's unconscious and is wrapped in wrapping paper and ribbon, <laughs> and is leaving a trail of glitter in the snow. <laughs> yes. I made sure there was glitter wrapped in there, so it's just like a trail. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> this is why Enoch is dragging him, because he's just... I, I want no part of that glitter. <laughs> Enoch is currently unaware that exactly half of his body is covered <sighs> in glitter. <sighs> I'll run up and knock on the door, but I do have my hand hovering over my gun, just in case. Knock, knock, knock. Mrs. Claus? Yes, is everything all right? Yes, we have retrieved the objective, but we need confirmation. Oh, yes, uh, come on, bring him in. Come in. I've actually just got some cookies done. And I kind of looked at them and I'm like, she said, bring him in. And there's cookies. (laughs) I really want those cookies, but why is she so relaxed? Because she brought in professionals to get the job done. (laughs) (laughs) It's still a tense situation. She is so... I mean, just Mrs. Claus is a G. Enoch, to be fair, I am the marvelous Magus. All right? I mean, it's on the business card, you know, and and she's a a sweeper, so... and, And look at you. I mean, I would probably be pretty relaxed with us as well. You know what? You're just... I'm feeding your pride. I'll do anything you say if you appease me like that. So yeah, let's go in there. Enoch settles down and just casually walks into there. And I'm kind of chuckling to myself because your file definitely does not say Marvelous Magus. That's the the business card. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You can call yourself that. He does. Master of Occult. You walk in and you smell freshly baked cookies. Read a bad situation. Because again, he still doesn't trust her. Everyone roll. (laughs) Go for it. Third eye is open, especially on them cookies. Is there magic on them cookies? (laughs) That will be a seven plus. It's sharp, right? Yeah, sharp. So plus one, eight for my read. Read a bad situation. Okay. I got a five. I think just walking in after them, I get like a woof of glitter and I'm just like. (laughs) (laughs) And then you smell the cookies and you're just like, oh, that smells good. It smells so good. 
Wow, okay, this time this actually pays off for me. I rolled a nine for a read of that situation. Okay, so you both hold one. You want to go first? You know what? Alaric, you may go first. All right. I'm looking at these cookies. I'm looking around. I'm, I'm observing Mrs. Claus. I understand she's calm. And I'm just looking, are there any dangers we haven't noticed? Along with my third eye open. The only real danger is the creature that you are carrying is starting to wake up. <sighs> starting to regain consciousness. Like, you... I think maybe you, fe- you feel, like, the shift in the magic. Mm-hmm. Almost, like, when when its energy starts to become a little bit more active after being dormant, after it almost got its brains bashed out. Fair. <laughs> and you get the feeling, like, it's gonna be rather upset with you. Why? I mean, it's wrapped up in a present, it's got glitter. I mean, what shadowy creature wouldn't want to be in that situation? <laughs> And Enoch, what's your question? Okay, so you know what? That already answers my question of what's the biggest threat. I'm just going to hold it for now. Okay. Uh, Mrs. Claus, we need you to confirm. And I will describe the shadowy creature. Is that your Santa? Well, you could kind of see into the kitchen from where you were. She was taking out, like, a tray of cookies. And she has some that she had already made. Stress baking is a thing. <laughs> we all think she's like cool and calm. <laughs> she's this is true. This is true. You could see her basically putting on her calm persona because she's she's a little frantic, trying to appear calm, also just tired, ready to get Christmas over. She looks over and sees, "Oh, good, oh, good, you got him." Buddy didn't get too far, and it looks like, "Ooh, how are?" Do you, do you need a bandage for that? She points to your arm, which I'm assuming you have like somewhat bandaged. Oh yeah, I've 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 put a temporary bandage on it yeah. while we were walking back. Was that? Did she just confirm that that was the Santa? Yes. Okay, that hat is getting slammed on his head. Plop. Does Enoch like take it from from me? <laughs> uh, oh damn it! I don't want to wrench it out of your hand. That's just e- Enoch's gonna go. Go, go, go. Put it on his head. Yeah, Mrs. Dax, he's waking up. Okay. Oh, no, hurry, hurry. He can be squirrely. Okay, I take the, the hat that smells like holiday magic, and I'll put it on his head. And almost immediately, the transformation starts taking place. This weird shadowy entity that was starting to... and growl and snarl at you just turns into Santa. He's like... Oh, oh, what are you doing here? And he's just sitting on the floor with the wrapping paper is like kind of ripped off around. <laughs> Actually, no, I feel like Enoch still has him. So I picture he's just like, you have him by like the back of his coat. And he's just standing there. <laughs> it's all right. You can put me down now. E- Enoch gently puts Santa down and like dusts him off and takes the wrapping paper, paper off of him. I was going to say, as you set him down, I snap my finger at the wrapping paper and Ribbon just all, the magic releases and it just falls off of him. Enoch goes and grabs him a cookie and hands him a cookie. Oh, my favorite. Thank you. Just starts devouring the cookie because they smell delicious. I am blinking like I have just met a celebrity. 
like, yeah, we're in a story magic, and yeah, it's Santa, but it's actually Santa, so it's like, all right, you know? You know? <laughs> yeah. You were standing in the room with Santa Claus, and I think you all feel kind of like your little kids again. That's just part of the magic. <laughs> so, Santa, I mean, it's an absolute honor to meet you. But just to... Hold on, let me focus. <clears throat> do you know what did this to you? What do you mean? I look at Mrs. Claus, like, should I say anything about the hat? Or, you know, like, I'll let... You know, just because I don't want to... You know, instigate him into maybe ripping the hat back off or something. You know? She makes eye contact with you and she's like, maybe just give it time to settle back in. Dear, you've had a bit an interesting evening, I'm sure. It's about time. You need to get to work. You have all those gifts to deliver. <laughs> oh, you're right. He's just so jolly. He can't help but smile. Oh, we... We... I'm, I have to compose myself. It, it's so great that we got to meet you and assist you, and and yes, you should be on your way. I'm so mistrusting. <laughs> yeah, mm. this guy's like, go, 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 do your thing. Like, we just can't. Can I roll again to investigate a mystery? Go for it. Or maybe I need to read a bad situation. Yeah. What do you want? Whatever you want to do. And Enoch, what are you doing as you are staring at Santa, feeling like a child again? Oh, Enoch is filled with glee, but. What? Okay. Which one are you doing? Just I'll do the other one. I'm doing read a bad situation. I'm glad I held that one because I want to ask now, what is the biggest threat? There's nothing in this room that's a threat to you. <gasps> oh no! And I rolled. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? I got an eight. Are we talking like dangerous to you or danger in general? Um. Hmm. Phyllis, that is a very concerning question. Uh, dangerous in general, other than Santa, which is a, a shape-shifting trickster spirit in a magic hat. <laughs> He's back to his normal, normal Santa persona. He's back to being happy. Also, I'm curious, Morgan, what'd you get? I rolled a nine plus one, so it's ten, and it was investigative mystery. So, what is being concealed here? I'm looking between Mrs. Claus and Santa. The fact that she's just like, go, you know, like, everything's good now. They put the hat on. It just feels odd to me. And so, the first thing I want to ask is what is being concealed here? If there is anything concealed there, I don't even... It could just be one of those things where, we're, you know, like uh, the chair from like the Critical Role where he's like, what's up with that that chair? It's an evil chair. I don't trust that chair. <laughs> so when you look at Mrs. Claus, she does seem relieved that this has been done. Christmas will be able to continue on because it is getting closer to midnight. You know, that's when he does his thing. But there might be something else to the relief. I look at Mrs. Claus and I go, something's off, though, because something put a little bit of a, found a loophole in things, Mrs. Claus. What happened here? That's my other investigative mystery. What happened here? Like, I'm trying to, like, read her, 
as she explains things. I want to know what happened here. Like, what caused this? As you say that, she just looks at you and smiles. Well, aren't you a clever one? I got free, of course. And there's this flurry of snow and magic as this very powerful entity who had been hiding for a while since you showed up just disappears and goes out the window. So, uh, Mrs. Tax, what is that? What was that? <sighs> and I, I'm imagining this, the room's now full of snow. Um, it was just a little bit. It didn't, like, fill the room with snow. It was just... <laughs> yeah. I'll investigate a mystery. That was the danger you hadn't noticed yet. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> That's a ten. So what sort of creature was that? <laughs> it's Jack Frost. <laughs> very old <gasps> and very powerful trickster. Till next time. <laughs> I yell out the window. Into the, into the snow and the breeze. Till next time. <laughs> You do have another question, I think. What happened here is so broad, but (laughs) (laughs) just realizing that that was that she was the trickster spirit who caused this. What what happened? What did we miss? What was the now that I'm putting all the pieces together? Well, you all never met Santa before or the entity that was Santa. So You kind of got played. You did push something potentially dangerous into the role of Santa. That will continue. (laughs) You aren't sure if they ever really had a handler who was connected to the agency. You all might have been picked because you would be the least likely to know what to look for. But... You just freed a pretty powerful entity who may or may not have originally been the thing that was Santa. It's about the same age, though. And get the feeling her magic may have been connected to the hat. And I'm going to say, Mrs. Stax, as you look at Santa, as he's eating a couple of work cookies before going out to his sleigh. You feel like there's a connection between you and him, perhaps from all the time you spent carrying the hat and you have the moment of oh shit no I'm his handler (laughs) (laughs) how are the rest of you reacting congratulations on your promotion have fun in the north pole you just hear a loud snap come from Enoch's direction as he breaks a tooth I'm gonna hunt that thing down and I'm gonna bring it back I am so going to punch it. I'm going to punch it too with magic. Enoch, you hear your ear. You'll have to catch me first, and then... (sighs) Alaric, you hear... Why don't we let bygones be bygones, and maybe we can be friends. I do know a thing or two about magic. And Alaric, you're the only one that hears that. Enoch is like running outside. It was just in your ear. You, you don't see anything when you go outside. You are just in this winter wonderland. You see the elves starting to come back. You see Santa leaving in his sleigh. And then Mrs. Stacks, you hear, Thanks for taking over for me. I was getting really tired of that job. Nothing personal, of course. Hmm. Enjoy your sabbatical while it lasts. <laughs> <laughs> we just got that is Santa's escape. 
Because I just kind of sigh, and I'm gonna be like, oh, it's gonna be so much paperwork. 